Located at the top of Wisconsin, Bayfield County is considered by many of the locals to be the wild side of the dairy state. This is a place of majestic beauty with national treasures that include the Apostle Islands, the natural wonders of its sea caves, and rugged sandstone cliffs that frame the clear waters of Lake Superior. This is Bayfield County Wild. Welcome to Bayfield County Wild. I'm Nancy Christopher, along with Mary Motif, Director of Bayfield County Tourism. Hi, Mary. Do you feel Hi, what Nancy. I'm feeling? <laughs> What's that? That feeling in the air. <laughs> It feels a lot like spring. It is spring. Yay. <laughs> yes, we are feeling spring up here in the, the Northwoods. So you're working on a project right now with several other counties. Tell us about it. Sure. I'm working together with a number of counties where the Namakagan River flows through. And the Namakagan River is the headwaters of the St. Croix National Scenic Riverway. And it's this really amazing natural resource that we have that sort of goes unnoticed sometimes because, you know, there's so many wonderful things to do in the area and our national parks don't have a marketing budget and so they tend to be a little bit under the radar and so we're, we're really looking to highlight this beautiful and amazing it's actually a wild and scenic river it was designated that back in the 60s I want to say. The headwaters start in Bayfield County at a dam at the Namakagan River and uh, that's the beginning of the journey that you can take for many many miles down the river. I think it's 100 miles. Oh wow so what are some of the big reasons people would want to make the Namakagan River part of their adventure. So a really cool thing about the Namakagan, and that's part of why it received this designation, is that there is very little development along the river. And so you really feel like you are out in the wild. And it is beautiful, scenic, gorgeous, relaxing. You have uh, some different parts to the river because it's such a, a long trip. If you wanted to do, you know, a multi-day trip, you're going to be in different environments really along the way. In some areas, the river, like near the, the beginning of the river, it's a, a little bit more narrow and a little shallower. And then as it opens up and becomes deeper and wider, that's a whole different experience. And you're seeing different things, different wildlife, depending on those environmental um, aspects along the banks. You know, when it's really wooded, you're going to see different animals and birds than you would if it were a little bit more wide open on, on the sides. Now, is the riverway strictly for silent sports like kayaking and canoeing? Actually, it is. Um, because it's a wild and scenic river, there are some regulations that go along with that to protect the resource. So kayaking and canoeing, along with tubing, actually, are the best ways to get down the river. But you can access the river in all sorts of different areas and there are different amenities at those access points. So some of them have picnic areas and restrooms. There are hiking trails at some of the access points as well as, um, of course, you know, boat launches where you can put your canoe in. And there are quite a few places to do that along the way. You mentioned that it's 100 miles. So you're probably looking at a couple day trip if you're going along that section of the St. Croix National Scenic Riverway. Yes, to get down the whole length of the river would take multiple days, definitely. But you can just have a couple hours and do a short segment. So the beginning of the river is a lot of times more shallow. And so a, a good time to come and experience the, the headwaters is in the springtime when there's uh, more water you know, with the melting from winter. And so I would recommend, though, anybody who's going to go on the river to talk with the St. Croix National Scenic Riverway folks, because they will be able to 
help you tailor an experience to your, you know, experience level as well as to your desired activities. So they're they're the experts and and they're going to be able to help you plan the perfect trip for you and whoever you're taking the trip with or if you're going solo because there's different parts that are better for different types of experiences. Right. So can you take guided tours there as well? There are some outfitters that rent canoes and kayaks, and they also can do some guided tours as well. And so that's part of our partnership that we're working on to help promote the river is we're listing all of these resources at a website that's namacoganriver.org. And you can go to that website and find all sorts of information from lodging along the river to outfitters and guides and just lots of ideas for how to have fun along the river. That's excellent. You know, I think along the Riverway or on any of Bayfield County's endless trails, one of the star attractions are its wildlife, right, Mary? That is for sure. I see wildlife all the time, even just in my day-to-day adventures, uh, you know, going back and forth to meetings, driving down the highway. I can't tell you how often a fox will run in front of the car or an eagle flies overhead. It's just so awesome to be going about your day-to-day activities and have this gift, really, you know, of, right. of a, a wildlife sighting. And it does. It happens so often, I can't even tell you. And it, it's just awesome. That's one of the, the things I love about this area. Well, and one of the main reasons we call this Bayfield County Wild. That's right. <laughs> All right. And coming up next, you and I are going to be talking to Neil Hauk. He's a park ranger and interpreter for the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore and president of the Shawamigan Audubon Society. So stay with us. The Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center connects you with the historic, cultural, and natural resources of the Northern Great Lakes region. With interactive exhibits, fun programming led by local experts, start your adventure here, whether you're heading to the Apostle Islands or some of the area's many other attractions. Located two miles west of Ashland, right off the highway, visitors can explore the nearby wildlife refuge, take in the view from the observation tower, hike year-round trails, see the art gallery and a huge mural, or attend one of the many events held weekly. You can also do some genealogy research in the archives with help from the Wisconsin Historical Society staff on site. The Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center is open daily from 9 to 5 and admission and parking are always free. For more information, visit them online at www.nglvc.org. No visit to Bayfield County is complete without becoming a counter creature at the Delta Diner, a frame-up restoration of a 1940 Silk City Diner, it offers an eclectic menu of traditional diner favorites, usually with a twist on flavor. And the vibe is definitely authentic diner, true to its New Jersey roots. The Delta Diner's main menu offers breakfast from scratch blue plate specials and specialty grilled sandwiches. And don't plan on ordering a burger unless it's Burger Monday, when the menu includes only fresh in-house ground specialty burgers. Whether it's a Jalapena Nina burger, Pedro's Mex Benny, Norwegian hotcakes, or a Purple Door ice cream Malter shake. The food is certainly worth traveling for. Find out why the Delta Diner is featured in national media, including the Food Network, Midwest Living, and the New York Times, for its unique food and business model. The diner is located on County Highway H in Delta. For hours and more information, visit them on Facebook or at deltadiner.com. Mary and I are back with our special guest, Neil Hauk. Neil, we mentioned you're a park ranger for the National Park Service and president of the Shawamigan Audubon Society, but you also coordinate an annual bird calling contest and serve on the planning committee for the Birding and Nature Festival. When is the festival and what's it all about? Well, the Birding and Nature Festival is scheduled for May 17th through 19th. We plan that time every year because it tends to be about the peak 
of migration for birds passing through this part of northern Wisconsin. That's cool. Yeah, the the nature festival, it's not just about birds, although birds are a big part of it. We also have activities relating to mammal tracking, wildflower walks, looking for amphibians, butterflies. A lot of it depends on the weather from year to year, but we try to attract a wide variety of nature interests to people coming to the programs. Is there going to be anything new this year? Yeah, after about 11 years of the festival, this is our our 12th year, we pretty much have it down and know most of the the hotspots in the Schwamigan Bay region for activities, but we we do have a couple of new new programs every year. This year, for the first time in quite a while, we're going to be having a trip going out to Madeline Island to Big Bay State Park. That'll be fun. And then we like to have activities during every part of the day. And so we do have some night activities as well. And we've added an owl prowl on Mm. Thursday night. Uh, We'll be taking a group of people up to a couple of areas on the Shawamigan Nicolay National Forest just outside Washburn, uh, Long Lake and Birch Grove. And we'll be uh, seeing if we can listen to any of the uh, the barred owls, the saw-wet owls, other evening birds, uh, whippoorwills that, that may be calling in the dark. Try and do that this year. Do you all have like night goggles that you can see things at night as well? Well, it's not so much about seeing things. It's about hearing things. Gotcha. Uh, be listening for the the calls of whippoorwills are are pretty easy to hear. It's a, they have a very insistent call, and uh, so that's the point of going up in the dark. So, what is your role at the festival? Well, a couple of things. I serve on the planning committee that helps put together the schedule of all the events. We have a great group of experts that volunteer their time every year for the variety of over a hundred different programs that we have going on during the three days. So we we coordinate the schedule. And then of course I'm I'm a leader for about five of the different tours this year. And I've been doing that for all but one of the years that the uh, the festival has been in existence. Over 100 field trips and nature experiences planned. That's a lot. Can you give us some more examples of some of the uh, field trips and nature experiences that you're going to have? Sure. The programs that I lead, because of my association with the Apostle Islands National Lakeshore, I I lead a couple of the trips that go out to the islands. So we have a cruise boat that'll be going out to Stockton Island on one morning and out to Raspberry Island on another morning. We get up bright and early. We leave Bayfield at six o'clock and we spend about three or four hours walking around around on these islands to, uh, you know, they're, they're both beautiful places and have a, a variety of old growth forests and beautiful beaches. There's a lighthouse at Raspberry Island that we take a tour of. So it's a great, great way to explore this part of the county. What a wonderful way to enjoy nature. Can you describe the wildlife in Bayfield County and how many species of birds are there? Up- well, as I mentioned, we do have a couple of programs that are going to be out looking for mammal tracks and they could be finding any Anything from black bear, of course, deer, bobcat, and even wolf tracks along the, uh, the the side of the you know dirt roads that we usually go out searching on. If you spot wolf tracks and bear tracks, do you turn around and leave or what? <laughs> oh heavens, no! I mean, the, the tracks tracks mean that they've been there, but probably not all that recently. But you're also looking for other other sign too, like scat, the, the droppings that the that the animals leave behind. Well, that's a nice way to put it. But the oh, scat, uh, scat. Scat. Okay. 
I'm going to remember that. <laughs> if you're an expert, you're called a scatologist. Oh, okay. And I suppose you're one of those, right? Oh, no, no. I, <laughs> I don't go there. As far as the bird species are concerned, we keep track of that from year to year at the festival. And we usually get an average of about 180 different bird species during the three days. Wow. Just adding up all of the different species that have been seen in the prior 11 years of the festival. And there's 264 species of birds that have been seen during the Birding and Nature Festival. It's a, it, it's really a great opportunity to see a wide diversity of the birds that either live in or pass through Wisconsin. You actually identified a couple new birds last year, right? Yeah, we had a uh, really interesting occurrence with a, a woodpecker called a Lewis's woodpecker that normally is a Western species. And it just happened to show up at a bird feeder outside of Port Wing just in time for the Birding and Nature Festival. And it did a really nice job of posing there for about a week so that most everybody who came to the festival got a chance to see the Lewis's woodpecker. Oh, I bet that was exciting. Now, I have to ask, you said you do or coordinate an annual bird calling contest. Are you a bird caller yourself? Oh, uh, I'm, I'm an expert judge. <laughs> uh, oh, I was going to uh, ask you to do uh, a little bird calling for me. I have, oh, I have a yeah, pretty good well, whipper. I can wall. do that. But, oh. oh, yeah, great. Do that again. <laughs> Very good. I'll give you a four out of five. <laughs> nice, Mary. Nice. <laughs> Thank you. The, That's how the, my family calls calling to each contest. other when we're in a large space and we've lost each other. We do the whippoorwill call to find each other. And <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Neil? We... Do you have a bird call that you might be sort of good at? Oh, you know, the, the barred owl is pretty easy. The barred owl has a call that sounds like, who cooks for you? <laughs> and it comes out like, uh, whoo, 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 whoo. That's really good. I have one of those by my house. Yeah, they're fun, especially in the middle of the night when they start calling next to your house. The whippoorwill will do that too. So do you have any tips for the bird watchers that do come up for the festival? What what do you tell them to do? Well, try to do a variety of things and get to different parts of the county. Go to areas with diverse habitats. We have, you know, walks that go in the forests. We have tours that go through grassland areas. We have opportunities to get on the rivers and paddle. We have great shoreline walks. So you want to get to a variety of different locations because, you know, depending on what the weather's doing, each year, hot spots are not always hot, and you just have to find the place where the birds are congregating with the specific conditions that we have. Last year was very cool and windy, and there wasn't a lot of activity in the woods, but there was an area behind the Bayfield Fish Hatchery where we had more than a dozen species of warblers that were just hanging out around the fish ponds behind the hatchery right at eye level, and they were posing for anybody who wanted to take a picture to get fabulous shots of oh, these great. beautiful birds. Now, what is the perfect weather conditions for this type of uh, nature festival? Well, we always we always hope that we get temperatures in the 60s and 70s and not a lot of rain and not a lot of wind. But what's, what's really helpful is if just before the festival, we get a front passing through with winds coming out of the south. Birds tend to migrate when they have a tailwind. And so if we get uh, the day before the festival, we have strong southerly winds, and then the, the winds stop or maybe even turn around to the north, then the birds will stop here and stick around for a while. Well, we'll be crossing our fingers for that. Before we leave here today, Neil, uh, you also have a B&B in Bayfield. Tell us about it. Well, uh, my wife and I have been 
running a bed and breakfast. This will be our 33rd season. It's called the Gray Oak Guest House. We have a beautiful old oak tree in front of the house, along with a, uh, a shagbark hickory and one of the largest American chestnut trees in the state of Wisconsin. Nice. Yeah, it's, it's great. With all the different nuts on the ground in front of the house in the fall, my initial thought was to call the house the nut house. <laughs> but we, we didn't think that that would be very good for business. I'm sure your wife thanks you for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. this will be our 33rd and probably our final season of, uh, of doing the B&B. Thank you so much for joining us. And I brought up the lodging uh, or the B&B, Mary, because several hundred people come to this festival. What's the best way to find out about lodging? Sure. Of course, uh, going to TravelBayfieldCounty.com right on our landing page. I like to direct people to that interactive map that they'll find right on the landing page that will take them in. Then they can choose stay as the category and then they can pick the type of lodging that they're looking for. So anything from a bed and breakfast to a, a hotel or one of those adventure lodging categories or you know whatever it is that they want. And then that will pull up a map to show everyone where all of those uh, options are with uh, a photo of the place and a link for more details. So that's a really great way to see you know where the lodging facility is, uh, how in relation to, you know, where the Northern Great Lakes Visitor Center is, which is kind of the, the hub of a lot of the activity during the festival. So I would say that's a great spot to check out. Okay, so again, the 12th annual Schwamigan Bay Birding and Nature Festival takes place May 17th through the 19th. We have links to how you can register for this event in our show notes. So if you want to take advantage of the early bird specials, you'll need to register before May 1st. So when we come back, Mary is going to tell us about a new fishing report and give us a preview of Bayfield County Wild in May. The Mogasheen Resort is a traditional Wisconsin resort featuring comfortable cottages and cabins with breathtaking sunsets on Lake Nemecagan and boat rentals right on site. Located among Cable's scenic trails, which are regarded as some of the best in the United States, Mogasheen's 12 lakeside rentals offer easy access to fishing, boating, kayaking, canoeing, pontooning, and swimming. This four-season family resort is perfect for all ages, from kids and pets to honeymooners, retired couples, and snowmobile groups. The main building is equipped with an indoor heated swimming pool, sauna, and game room, as well as a guest launch with fireplace. For availability and more information, find them on Facebook or go to www.mogashin.net. With a friendly staff, a cozy cabin-like atmosphere, and outstanding food, the Bear Paw Restaurant is a must for any hungry Bayfield County traveler. Serving breakfast, lunch, and dinner, daily specials include chicken wings, seafood, and barbecued ribs. Stop in for a hearty omelet and try their sweet treats, including pies, cookies, and incredible caramel rolls, or dig into a tasty burger sandwich. Don't forget a side of their delicious and unique homemade potato chips. Seniors 60 and over can stop in Tuesdays from 2 to 4 for a delicious homemade meal. The Bear Paw Restaurant, located at the corner of State Highway 13 and County A in Port Wayne, Wisconsin. Find them on Facebook or give them a call at 715-774-3670. Welcome back to Bayfield County Wild. Mary, tell us about the new fishing report. What can we learn from it? Sure. I'm really excited that we now have 
an awesome fishing report by a local guide named Josh Tigan. He's a younger guy, but he has a lot of experience fishing in the area. And he covers not only the big lake, but also our inland lakes. And I don't know if people realize we have over 900 inland lakes just in Bayfield County. But he keeps track of the hot spots and what bait to use and and the, the places that you can go and explore. And you can find that right on our travelbayfieldcounty.com website. And it's under play and fishing. But if you want to go right there, you can go to travelbayfieldcounty.com slash fishing, and that'll get you right to the report. While we're on the topic of things to do and fishing, are there any other events or activities we should know about in April? Sure, absolutely. There's always a lot going on. April kicks off with a lot of special uh, Sunday brunches for Easter. We have so many great restaurants that put on uh, such nice buffets for these special occasions. So that's always a fun thing to find a new place to go for that. And then, you know, speaking of the Bird and Nature Festival, there's actually a special presentation in April on the turns of Shawamigan Bay. And so that's the tur- a turn is a type of bird. And this is hosted by the Shawamigan Audubon Society. And that is at the Northern Great Great Lakes Visitor Center on April 4th. And then there's um, one of the Rittenhouse Inns events that takes place in April. It's the Red Wine Weekend. So for anyone who loves red wine, uh, you can come and sample and enjoy a variety of everything from Cabernet, Zinfandel, Merlot, Pinot Noir, and uh, of course, paired with their great food. And so that's a fun weekend at the Rittenhouse Inn. Yep. Now you're talking, Mary. (laughs) Then coming up after that, we have a really cool event. And this is kind of a once in a lifetime thing that's happening here. The U.S. Mint has created an Apostle Islands National Lakeshore quarter. And we are launching that quarter on April 11th, officially, is the the launch date. And that's up at the Legendary Waters Resort, just north of Bayfield. So the night before that, they're having a forum. So the U.S. Mint puts on a forum where they talk about coins and the coins that they're highlighting, you know, of course, specifically about the the National Lakeshore and the other parks that they're highlighting in that series. And then the official launch is open to the public. And it's going to be a really cool event where we're going to have almost 250 school children from the area coming for this, along with Native American drum and dance. We're having people from the U.S. Mint and from the National Park Service going through uh, the, the traditional ceremony of launching the coin. And then there will be coins available for purchase afterwards. And actually, everyone who's under 18 gets a quarter for free. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's... (laughs) <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that? my age. I'm not going to say my age. So, <laughs> oh, over eighteen, just yeah. over eighteen. Yeah, you just get it. You just you can have some cake if you're over eighteen, but no quarter for you unless you buy them. <laughs> so, quick question: You're at you're there at Legendary Waters. Do you think those quarters are going to be luckier in the slots than usual? Well, you know, I guess you just have to come and try. And then after the coin launch, that's April 11th, a new event this year. It's the inaugural Washburn Broke Down Blues Festival that's happening. It's a two-day event at the Harborview Event Center. And there are some really incredible blues bands that are going to be performing there. They're more, you know, local regional bands. We're not talking big names here, but for anyone who likes blues, that's going to be a really fun time in Washburn. And then uh, I see Choppers has um, a smelt tossing contest April 14th. <laughs> oh, fun. <laughs> you know, that's got to be fun, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And then there's not a, a big fan of smelt, so chopping them sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Don't eat them, just throw them. Right. And then Earth Day Gathering Symposium at uh, Lost Creek Adventures and Folk School, the Iron River Lions Club, a spring swing fling at, in Iron River. And then this is actually a big one, our Herbster Annual Smelt Fry. So Nancy, you don't have to come for that one. But <laughs> anyone else who likes to eat smelt, it's really a fun time. It, it, it has the most raffle items I have ever seen in my life at an event like this. And so if you like to come and, and just try your luck at, at some uh, raffle items and in, enjoy a nice home-cooked uh, smelt fry, um, <laughs> come just, on up. I just can't get excited about that. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, those of us who like smelt are excited. So. Okay. Okay. So tell us about what we're going to be talking about in May. So in May, we get to talk with Philip Anich from the Big Top Chautauqua. And I'm really excited because uh, I love the Big Top and I love Philip. He's he's so much fun to chat with and they have so many great shows. They both really their do. House, both their house shows and their, you know, regional acts and national acts that they bring in. So yeah, that'll be a fun show. Okay, thanks, Mary. We're going to look forward to that. And to everyone listening, if you like what you've heard, we'd love to have you share, review, and subscribe to Bayfield County Wild. And if there's anything you'd like to know about today's episode, we'll have all the links and resources available in our show notes. And on behalf of Mary and myself, thank you for listening to Bayfield County Wild. Bye-bye.